Welcome to GNT on BHL. Today we talk about Mark Zuckerberg's tour of the country, Spider-Man hits theaters, and Russia can create a super soldier suit. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives, Geek Nerd Tech. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume. Pump that bass. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Man, let's go. Uh, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. The Back show in the 87, down. baby. 87, 86, yeah. 87, yeah. yeah. Um, the show we break down tech news and their culture from black and brown geek perspective. Oh, yeah. We're listening to the uh, the sounds. Eric B. and Rakim thinking of a master plan. Oh, no, not yet. Fool. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, I mean, this is the game changer of all game changers. 1,000%. Uh, I am um, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Keely Shine. Man, we in the building, man. Paid and Fool, baby. 30-year anniversary. This is a classic oh album. Oh, my God. It's a 30-year anniversary. 1987, of... baby. Oh, no. Yeah, man. That makes me incredibly old. Yeah, man. Wow. All the money is spent. What's my man? Um, I'm drawing a blank. Who played Birth of a Nation? Who? Uh, you're talking about your boy, uh, Nate Parker? Man, he would be a dope rock him. If he played rock him? Oh, he'd be perfect rock That's what I'm saying. Yeah, man. That would be a fresh movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, rock him didn't really uh, rape anybody. But, uh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> no, no, no. Man, that is so disrespectful. Man, disrespectful. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Woo! I'm sorry. I'm not mad. No, I'm not mad. I mean, Nate, Nate, Nate Parker, I'm not mad at Nate Parker. It's just a separate story. Nate Parker, you know, I, I think that he made some huge mistakes on that PR tour. Yeah. Subsequently, uh, I did see the movie. I did, I'm rooting for the cab, but man, he just was really, has so many opportunities. So many people rooting for him. So many opportunities to do the right thing. And he was like, why y'all sweating me? You know? <laughs> so, I get it. I get it. I mean, we touched, we touched on that a bit on the show a few what, maybe last year, cool. but anyway, all right, rock him, baby, rock him. Happy anniversary. Uh, we, we have a lot to talk about, including Mark Zuckerberg and, and, and Facebook making his his tour across the country, which is you your know, boy, your boy, Zuck, man. <laughs> he's getting he's getting his presidential. He started his 2020 presidential campaign early. Yeah, he's touring cities now. First of all, I do want to talk about. So Zuckerberg's on this like kind of like basic vacation slash tour. He's you know. He's uh, going to all 50 states. I wouldn't call it a vacation, man. Well, not My vacation. man's working. He's campaigning. I'm sorry. He's going to, <laughs> he's going to all 50. Well, I'm saying vacation because he's fishing and he's doing whatever. But, okay, like, okay. the reports that have come back, like, the, well, the first thing he did, I, I just want to say this, is the first report he reported back from one of his first visits when he first started the tour was very, uh, it was a little tone deaf. I don't know if you read that whole thing where he was basically like, and I'm paraphrasing, but something to the effect of, like, you know, I'm touring across America, and there are these things called truck stops where <laughs> truckers can go in and they can buy food and, and, and do laundry. And I thought, this is how real Amer- it's, it's something like really like this is how real Americans live. And it's like came off of like, wow, there's truck stops out Sounds there. Sounds like some more hate being spewed out your mouth. Tr- truckers, truckers actually drive around. They get oh, gas. Gosh. They eat like real people. Wow, America's great. I'm Zuckerberg. Hey, <laughs> like, man. Hey, on. man. Well, I feel Zuck is doing an amazing thing. Like, he's boots on ground. Hey, let me travel throughout the country to see how people are living. Let me that see. Let me see. I mean, based on his slogan and and, and, and what Facebook is supposed to represent about sure. building community and, and, yep. and making more social groups happen to have more more uh, more shareability and uniformity within our lives. Like, right. I, he's boots on ground. I want to see what's going on in these different places of the country so that I could be able to develop the platform in a way that's going to, you know, be 
suitable to, to where you are. I agree. Smart. And he, look, there's, some, there's nothing wrong with him going out in the world and educating himself and, do, and, and, and finding out about different piece, pieces of the country and different people. I just caution him to... He needs to just watch this. This is some tone deafness a little bit. Remember, like a long time ago, when, when George W. When Bush forty one was like, "I had no idea that what a carton of milk doesn't cost a quarter anymore, or whatever." Like it's just like, completely out of touch with what's going on. Zuck is doing a. You have to be careful. He goes into. You don't want to see him going into uh whatever, going to the neighborhood and be like, "Oh, they have these things called uh, black eyed peas and color <laughs> greens." The community. It's fun. Oh it's a vibrant gosh. community out here. This thing is called. We only have tacos where I'm from. Dog, you are just killing this man right now. I, hey, I, no, I, like, I'm gonna fight back. I'm gonna fight back. Okay. I feel like what he's doing is remarkable, man. Like, especially like using Alaska as a case study. Yeah. And the fact that you know, I mean, a, a lot of there's a lot of uh, I guess governmental support in terms of how the people. Um, are, are able to get you know extra income and the more of a like a social a sure. social yeah, um, based community because of the the natural resources that are are in Alaska the government you know gives these essentially these buybacks to the people like a thousand bucks per person yeah instead of them having to pay extra taxes or whatever or having to do you know certain things that other states in yeah. the country have to do and so, so he's the, like the permanent fund dividends when exactly they have in Alaska yes. and so he's using Alaska as as his case study to be able to figure out how he can do that in Facebook or promote that through Facebook and I think it's smart well and it feels like it it, uh, it feels like um, that he uh, what white people are like all the things he's talking about proposing proposing and making America great again making America tech, tech you know tech savvy is it seems like he's it seems like he's making his his, his case he's laying the foundation for his presidential run in 2020 president nah, Zuck I don't, I don't think he's ready? gonna run for president man yeah why not nah cause then I mean what's he gonna do with all his money it'll point. be the same thing like like the same conversation we have around Trump Trump, Trump Trump's, you know have, Trump, Trump's, uh, Trump's already set a precedent he'll slide yeah, that's over true. to his wife that's true hey I'll be over here for eight years my wife's gonna run the company I'm, I'm gonna run the country I'll dip back hey man in. Facebook is running the country exactly. stand up baby <laughs> <laughs> he's never, yeah, I don't know anyway so yeah no, Zuckerberg he's actually going out and he's seeing the people he's 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 making uh, he's, he's finding out ways to make Facebook greater and better and uh, I do applaud him for that because it's hard to do that from the from the confines of the Silicon Valley. I That's mean, right. San Francisco and the Bay Area are literally like nowhere in the country. That's right. I mean, it's very, it's nothing, nothing in San Francisco is normal. Nothing in Metro San Francisco is number, normal. Nothing in, in, in Silicon Valley is normal. Yeah. So to even get an idea Boots how on ground, people dude. are living in other parts of the country, you got to go out and see it. That's right. So I do, I do, I do uh, applaud him for that. Um, part uh, next, uh, man, the hacking situation is, is we, we, it, it's a very, very, very serious threat and uh, it, it's happening, continuing happening and looks like uh, some <laughs> hackers of are now, you know, we found out that they're actually targeting nuclear power plant operators in the United States. Uh, this is like sort of the worst nightmare scenario, the idea huh. of uh, you know, either state actors or outside people hacking into not just voting machines or, 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 or our election or anything like that or, or not just, you know, you know some Bitcoin hostage, corporate yeah. corporate hostage, but actually terrorism in a way that we will take care take these nuclear power plants and either shut them down to 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 to, to stop power and stop you know um, folks from uh, what was I gonna say like being able to have to basically attack power grids and shut down power in the major cities or worst case scenario melt them down. Mm-hmm. You know, Fukushima, mm-hmm. you know, or Three Mile Island style. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not, that's, that's scary. 
I mean, yeah, like we are we are in the hacking landscape. You know, every other week, you know, someone's getting hacked, the company or government agency or, or something. And I feel like like these are scary times because the, the right hacking group with the with the you know tapping into something that is really 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 unsafe, where that could cause massive destruction to you know millions of people. I think that yeah, it raises it raises the alarm, and so I feel that it's important for, I guess, us with our infrastructure and as we become more technologically dependent to figure out ways to offset that. And I know that with a lot of the nuclear power plants, um, they have, you know, the the computer systems that are separate from, you know, the, the computer technology that's used to operate the actual plant. So I think that's a, a good safe safety net for that right. because if a hacker does hack into your personal account and you happen to work your, your personal computer or accounts and you happen to work for that plant like it might be more challenging or if it or maybe impossible for them to then be able to i guess jump over into the nuclear power plant computer system so i think that's what the story is but then figuring out a better way of, of preventing even that happening like which i don't know if they were able to do because once you create something like someone's gonna you know figure out how to go around it. Well, so. I, think, I think the sophistication of the hackers and these hacking attacks, <clears throat> as you put it, and as the story highlights, is really not just about we're hacking as as as, um, as remedial as like the 80s war game style. We're hacking right into the computer, you know, and, 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 and causing the computer over, overlink. It, you you can do all kinds <clears throat> of other stuff. You can hack it to the operator. Mm-hmm. You can you know, blackmail him. You could say, I got naked pictures of so-and-so. I'm going to release these unless you go and do what I do my bidding. You can do, there's all kinds of things you can do mm-hmm. to compensate individuals that are close to the machines and, and that like, to give you the access. Mm-hmm. Give me all your codes to the nuclear power plant, otherwise I'm yeah, going to do X, Y, Z. Those, interview, those people that work for those plants, they're screened dozens of times. Like, those people, yeah. I mean, come, they're not going to go for the, the okey-doke on that. Like, if someone has something against them, hey, use it. They're not going to jeopardize the country or jeopardize, you know, their family, you know, right. for, for that. Like, they would have to take that L, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why they signed up for that job. It's That's just true. like if you're if you are in the military and and you become captured in, in battle, but you're trained to not you know give government or give government secrets. Same thing. Serial number, unless uh, Wonder Woman puts a lasso on you. Like, <laughs> like, like, like he did Steve Trevor. Uh, okay. Anyway, that was okay. a Wonder Woman spoiler alert. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. Well, we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see how this thing plays out. But it's, it's definitely the the hacking, the hacking and the ways of hacking are, are, are definitely scary. Uh, speaking of scary. That's somewhat, you know, related to hacking. Russia has, has, has unveiled this new exoskeleton. Um, you know, it's basically it's Halo. It's it's all we talked about. Call of Duty, baby. Yeah, Call of Duty. It's it's it's, it's the exoskeleton. It gives the all of their soldiers on the field sort of superhuman capabilities. Um, you know, it it makes you you know run faster, jump higher. Carry all, more, carry more, do oh, all the nah. things we talked about, uh, and you know it's bulletproof. It's all these different things. I yeah. mean, yeah, if you outfit your whole, a whole, even like you know, a hundred thousand of these, yeah, the hundred thousand of these guys on the ground, like that's Goodbye. that's serious. <laughs> yeah, you know, a hundred thousand of these guys on the ground. That that that's that that that's a whole that's all the ball game. Uh, this is scary. Yeah, it's a whole other ball game, but we're 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 in the we're in the era of drones and dropping bombs and not really having boots on ground. So, right, I right. mean, if you're gonna have this tank, this human tank, you know, running running in rank, like I mean, I mean, that's serious for maybe like an urban situation. Like that would be kind of well, crazy. Going yeah. in and clearing house to house, you know. I'm right. gonna say something on this. Yes. If you, my mic's cutting in and out. Um, 
if you honestly think the U.S. doesn't have something as good, if not better, oh, than they this, do. Then oh, you're, yeah, yeah, you're, they, they do. It's called a Talo. Uh, it's called Tactical Air Light t- Tails or something. Tactical Air Light Suit. Right. And so that's their version of what Russia has. Right. And I think we covered this story before. They've yep. been developing this for a number of years. Heads up display. Exactly. <laughs> All the Terminator style. Exactly. So, yeah, so come on. So let's yeah. go. Let's go, Russia. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's not. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, agree, I agree, Stephen. I mean, I, I think that why this is, uh, you know, interesting to me is, you know, uh, the... It's sort of ramping up where we are in warfare and technology as it relates to what we've been playing and thinking about in, in, in the new Call, like Call of Duty Infinite Wars That's and right. before that, which sort of have all this technology, which people argue this technology is... Uh, it's hard to say wh- wh- what's the chicken and egg. Like, a lot of the stuff they use in t- Call of Duty are stuff that people have done from research as to what the military is already working on, already has, and sort of pushing that out. And so, yeah, we, we may see this. I mean, we are seeing this. I don't okay. think we may. This is, this this is, this is for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, it looks cool. I just don't want to see one of those cats at my door. Hey, you know? well, stop doing what you've been doing, bro. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Put it uh, down, bro. Moving on. The people over at Qualcomm are, are, are very, very, still very, very pissed at Apple um, for what they feel is, well, what they've been complaining about is some, some proprietary technology um, that they have that Apple is using. And they've been going back and forth with Apple. And so now they're actually calling for a ban of 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 um, Apple and um, and iPads made with their with, with their six Qualcomm part. I mean, so sorry, made, made with their parts that that violate six Qualcomm patents. If this is successful, which I doubt it will be, um, that could put a real damper on all iPhone production and, and, and maybe even use. Yeah, they're going what ham. You, what do you think about? They're this? going ham, man. Like it's. I mean, Qualcomm is a Titan. I wouldn't say just like Apple, but I mean, in terms of providing a lot of Apple's infrastructure and yeah. developing the phones, like the chips that are connected to the to cell networks, that's what they provide for them. And them saying like, "We're not effing with you no more," like that's a huge thing. And to, to and to then to make Apple have to pivot, that's a huge pivot because it's not something you could do overnight. It's like it's going to take a long time for you to like either find another partner or find another company that's going to give you these assets, and like that could that could really affect your bottom line. Not having you know a, a, a mutual um, functional, positive relationship. Like the fact that if they if they win, they win this case, or if they say we're not messing with you, you can't use our stuff. Then what happens? What does and, Apple do? And and on the flip side of that, what is what, what would be the strategy of Apple? I mean, like, is it? I mean, what does Qualcomm want? Is all, does Qualcomm want pay, pay me, me the money, can, baby? Pay me. You can you pay me the bees. Yeah, and you can use my stuff all you want. That's so, right. I mean, I, I don't know. That you ain't Apple, paying me enough money. I know that Apple can afford to not do that. Unless they can, you know, they can, they can source, develop, or get competitive technology, which it doesn't seem like that that's or possible. Or unless they make a new technology. Yeah, I mean, Apple yeah. has resources to do that. Maybe they're working on that. Maybe they're buying their time to work on their own version yeah. of this, to reverse engineer Qualcomm stuff. But even then, even if you, even if you, but even if you do it, can you mass produce it? Can, yeah. can it be yours? I mean, I'll be interested to see how this plays out. Um, and this is this is not the first like strike. It's not the first battle. Oh, like they they've been going Apple's back and forth. Like, but I'm talking about Qualcomm Apple. And yes, Apple, Apple okay, and Qualcomm. Yes. They've been going back and forth. Like this is not the first time either one of them have sued each other. So this right. is like kind of like a ping pong match. Like who can have the best leverage? And I think you know, like I said, Qualcomm's trying to say, Qualcomm's trying to say, you know what? We're gonna go big. Well, We're gonna go big. We're gonna pull it all back. Wow. So interesting. We'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of going big, I want to talk about our folks over at Blue Apron. Our friends at Blue Apron. Blue Blue Apron's a company that uh, gives you some fantastic 
fantastic, fantastic restaurant quality and, um, uh, you know, you know, food network and restaurant quality foods that you can prepare at your house for like less than ten dollars uh, per you know per meal um, uh, per person, and yeah. it actually is fun to do if you like to cook. You know, even if you're not a cook at all, you can use this blue apron, cook yourself some some meals, uh, have them what they you know see what they look like. You know, beautiful prepared meals, and they are always delicious. That's right. Uh, what it is is. Blue Apron takes these super great ingredients. Um, they, they use the seafood that's sustainably sourced. They use this beef and chicken that are, that are, that are okay. uh, responsibly raised. Let's go, baby. <laughs> the Let's produce, go. Produce is sourced by, far, by farms that, that uh, practice, practice regenerative farming. So, so you know that um, you know it, it, it's fresh and also using the best pack practices. They've got this wonderful distribution method where they can bring all this stuff to your house Ooh. that is ready to go. The meat is sort of frozen this dry ice and the, and the, and the, the, the the meat is great. The fr- the 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 the, uh, the veggies are fresh. The ingredients are all portioned out, ready to go. You get your menu card. You make this stuff up. You cook it up, and it's beautifully portioned. And it's and you feel delicious. You're feeling great. Yeah, they they got some great meals. I mean, like check this out. How do you feel about seared chicken, creamy pasta with some squash feel? and and sweet peppers? I feel great about it. All right, <laughs> <laughs> creamy shrimp rolls with uh, quick quick pickles and sweet potato wedges. Sign me up, baby. How about chili butter steaks? With Parmesan, I'm gonna make that for the wife. <laughs> chili butter steak with Parmesan potatoes and spinach. Can't match it. Chili butter steaks. Uh, so that's the kind of that's stuff. That, that, yeah, that, that's stuff that you make with Blue Apron. It's really great stuff. It's fantastic. You can get them to uh, sign up. And you can try them out if you use one of our promo codes. You can go up. You can check out uh, Blue, Blue Apron. You get this week's menu and get the first three meals for free with free shipping mm. just by going to blueapron.com/geek. That's, that's a good Blueapron.com/geek. You'll love how it feels, tastes. You'll be able to create great home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com/geek. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. That's fresh, man. Check that out. 100. Uh, so, moving on, um, we talk a lot about this, this new augmented reality technology mm-hmm. and other things. There's a, uh, they're talking about this cell phone situation that's going to incorporate this holographic technology, which will allow, I'm assuming, things to be broadcast in sort of 3D or 3D images, either using glasses or not glasses. Um, this seems to be the future. <clears throat> I've seen versions of this where, like, this. Your, your iPhone projected on a watch onto your arm. Mm-hmm. You're using it on your arm, yeah. on your skin. I've seen versions where, like we saw at CES, where you can, you're typing in the air and some mm-hmm. augmented keyboard projected or something's projected onto a ground. Right. This seems like the, the future. What do you think about this technology? I mean, I think or is that, it gimmicky? I think that, you know, virtual reality, you know, augmented reality and figuring out ways to, you know, have, you know, visual representation of things in a, in a holographic technology is the future, but I don't know if it is this product that Red is developing, um, and especially with the price point. We're talking about a phone that costs fifteen hundred dollars. Like I think it is kind of gimmicky. Like yeah. like they're gonna have to scale that back a bit for it to be of any interest. But I like the fact that hey, I don't have to have any dependency on wearing you know three D three D glasses to be able to have more of an immersive experience to be able to have something that's literally in front of me that does have the three D technology and, and has more. More even even with the audio, even with the sound, like it's more uh, like I said, immersive. Like it's really hitting all your your sensor your sense your senses in a different unique way. So I think that's cool, but I don't see this product being something that's like earth shattering. You know, moving moving the needle in any way. Like it's interesting that Red is actually getting in this business. I mean, I know yeah. that they're known for making you know cinema cameras and and you know lenses and of that nature. 
but this is an interesting play for them. I, I wonder what the I wonder what the big game is like. Why they're even trying to get into this marketplace because it's already saturated and you already have these enormous big players. So it's like, what is the real strategy for you doing it's, this? It's always something that's coming down the road. I think that they you have to get into the marketplace to be able to have it establish something so you can you can either launch the technology that you have coming down the road or you see coming down the road. So the answer to your mm. question is, I guess this is something that we will have to remain to remains to be seen. Yeah. Maybe Red's got some holographic camera they're about to drop on us. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, Red, I mean, what's going on over in Red Studios over there hey. in Coenga. Yeah. Um, uh, there is this new self-driving truck. We talk about this all the time. We knew this was coming to so the, the autonomous driving trucks. That's but right. A company called uh, InRide uh, has this new truck, which actually is dope because there's no room for the driver. It's a weird-looking thing. It looks like where you would see the cab mm-hmm. is just more space. That's right. The way it's designed. Well, there is no cab. There is no cab. But like, like, it's completely it, gone. Yeah, where you would see it. And it's designed like a t- typical 18-wheeler, uh, but it's really more like it's it's t- it's like tens at six ten wheels no six uh nine wheels like a right. nine wheeler um giant uh carry 20 tons 20 tons it, yeah it looks uh do not now talk about what's going to happen when when i mean i imagine if there's a cat or a dog or, or anything in the road where that thing's barreling down is he going to stop is he going to swerve with, with precious cargo yeah it's got to have some type of <clears throat> evasive technology in it because yeah. uh, if, if it's I mean, what if it's a, if it's a car? Like it has to be able to have some type of range and be able to see. Okay, there's something blocking the road. Let me slow down or let me pivot to the left or right. They so, put I, a cow catcher on it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> solves, solves all problems. It solves all the problems. Uh, but also, wonder like this is you know reminds you like if, what if it's carrying some some you know some really precious cargo or something cargo or something valuable and people are trying to hijack this truck. Like, does this make it more hijackable? Can you pull a truck in front of it? It stops. You, I mean, while it stopped, you well, well, cut inside of it. There's no driver. There's no. There's well, no what does a driver gonna do if I hijack the vehicle? Like, yeah. what's the difference? Like, yeah, he has to drive the car. He's not gonna pull out an AK and be driving a big rig. Yeah. Like, so, uh, but yeah, but it, it's 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 definitely. Uh, we'll see. I mean, um, I, I think this is pretty cool because we talk about um, we talk about this as it relates to like the job market and. When we talk about Google developing autonomous vehicles, Uber is also in this space. And like what this means for like, you know, hardworking people that actually feed their families this way. So I think that is what's most interesting to me, like how we'll offset that um, if we do have this technology on the road within the next five years. Where do those jobs go? How do people feed their families? Like what happens? Because that yeah. if, if this if this works in this part of the sector, transportation sector, like it's only going to give more uh, validity for it to work in other parts. And so, again, like how do we address how people feed their families if, if we have a dependency on this? Yeah. And also the things that what, what they're using for, like there are places around the world that, that there are these, especially in these European roads where you... Um, it's hard. It's hard for these guys. These these creakety like mountainside roads where mm-hmm. it's very dangerous for drivers to try to navigate. Whereas this this dude can just whip through it. Zoom, 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 zoom. Also, what's interesting about it, which is kind of cool, is um, you know, no headlights. No headlights. You don't need headlights with this thing. No, no it's got that weird little, little like thing up front. But 
it 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 looks like it's a big glowing like it's got these LED things that are around it all that stuff so other drivers can see it mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to see the road which is this weird creepy thing. Well, so. yeah. Speaking of jobs, though, Uh-oh. Dice is a leading tech career hub and champion Dice. for the tech technological professional and citizen of the tech community. And have you like ever wondered about your next role or where, where you're going with your career, bro? You ever wonder about it? Every day. Of course. Everyone does. Like you gotta be on top of things. But right. Dice can provide that insight and guidance about, you know, different directions based on your skill sets, your experiences, and even where you're located, where you are geographically. They'll show you which skills you need to make, you know, the move to, to jump to the next level of your career and like what other things are, are in the pathway that might require more, you know, might require more for you to, to revisit and get more skills on. So Dice has been connecting tech pros with job opportunities for over twenty years now. Um they're, they're a full-blown career hub delivering the tools and resources you need to manage your career. Over 70,000 tech jobs ranging from software development, UX, and pr- to project management. There's tremendous amounts of insights around the job market and skills that are hot. And also they provide and tell you which ones are kind of cooling off. So Dope. it's giving you great, like, great guidance and stuff. Salary reports and tools to fully understand how you stack up. Um, Dice is your advocate for navigating your career. Right. Whether that means you know finding the next job or getting you, you the next pay raise or informing you or what your next career move dice is the place to be and so learn more about dice at dice.com um, slash can you hack it once again that's learn more about dice.com forward slash can you hack it and hack your career with dice that's right uh, I'm, adding, I'm adding my own tagline to this ready no please don't roll them dice oh my goodness <laughs> What that means? I'm available at Dice. If you need me to write some copy for you, I'm available. Oh no! Roll them dice. Uh, No, I think think that's it's a really fantastic way to sort of uh, you know match those skills to those jobs. I think it's it's really, really long overdue. I'm glad someone thought of it. it. Um, Speaking of things that that are long overdue this year the world cup is coming and not this year but it's, it's it's coming 2018 big year for the world cup as we see every four years uh you know uh it, it was uh 16 years ago it, it, it sort of really blew up in this country then eight years ago was like crazy four years ago was even more insane and they anticipate you know in this country and in all the world the, the 2018 world cup will be even bigger and better than ever so what you have is you have snapchat twitter facebook all scrambling to gobble up the rights for highlights now usually this is reserved for you know the foxes mm-hmm. of the world mm-hmm. and other, other big players who want to spend those bees and retain those uh, exclusive rights to to replay highlights and it's actually games themselves but now fa- facebook twitter and snap aren't necessarily saying we want to stream games yeah they just want to show highlights and of course they can build an entire industry around highlights and highlight shows and sharing these things and back and forth of the World Cup and it's the smartest thing ever and they're all scrambling to do it and uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, they have to because you got to think most of most of the younger generation millennials aren't watching TV like that. The TV viewing habits have shifted. People most people in that age demographic are are consuming content on their tablets and on their cell phones so and a lot of it is hey give me the information quick just like it is on twitter i just want the highlights of the game i don't necessarily yeah. have to watch the whole game or see the whole tournament so i think it's very smart because it's shareable um you're getting the best moments you're you're, you're kind of like um compressing everything down to these smaller c- consumable digestible um bites and i think that's perfect for platforms like snapchat like facebook and twitter and we've seen many times before you know social media platforms trying to get into um, this business um, 
Twitter, obviously, you know, NFL and NBA. You could see, you know, games on there. You could see highlights on there. So I think this is just a further step to kind of solidify that. And especially with, you know, uh, the World Cup being one of the, the, the largest viewed sporting event um, ever, you know, in yeah. history, of history. So, yeah, I think I think it's fantastic. So, what, what platform would you prefer to? to, to would, you, would you go Twitter, Facebook, or Snapchat? If you're a betting man right now, and it says, "You have," I, I've given you, uh, you know, a hundred million dollars. Where would you take your hundred million dollars? What platform? Um, I would say for for exactly for the World Cup or for World, just any, World Cup. Yeah, World I would Cup. say Twitter. To be honest, oh, okay. I think Twitter works the best for this. All right. Um, I think other sports. I might have a different answer, but I think for this. Um, I think I would say Twitter or Facebook because this is a global, so global thing, and yeah. I think obviously Snapchat isn't as global globally uh, dominant like Facebook is, and I yeah. think Twitter would come it would come second. So I would I would I would change my my answer to Facebook to be honest. What about you? Uh, I would definitely say Facebook or Twitter. I agree with you 100. percent I think Twitter's really making some aggressive moves to be able to be a better platform for 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 sports and these, and these kind of like the thing about Twitter is. You know, they're really trying to still own the conversation that's happening in that moment mm-hmm. and then being able to augment that conversation with actual clips and highlights and things and actually talk about it. I mean, they have that basketball recap show, which I'm not sure um, how that did with the four white guys, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not sure how that worked. But I don't know. I, I like I like I like Twitter. We'll see. Yeah. Um, what Ain't I'm, nobody messing with Facebook and make two billion users, though. Oh, man. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see what Russia has to say about that in 2018. Russia? Yeah, Russia's going to, you know, Russia's going to add another, uh, you know, 100,000 100, 100, 100, 100, users to that during the election. And then, uh, I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Anyway, um, uh, Jay-Z's 444 album, uh, it dropped. It's fantastic. We didn't even talk about it. Did we talk about it? No. Okay. So it dropped. I got it at midnight, um, maybe Eastern. I got midnight Eastern on that last mm-hmm. Thursday. It's been a while for a week. Yeah. Um, I loved it. Yeah. I still love it. And uh, what would you think? <clears throat> I think it was awesome. Um, I think, you know, just as a body of work, I think it was great. We, you know, we talked about, you know, how who would be on the on the album in terms of his features. I'm glad that it was minimal. Yeah. Um, and just the lyrical content and where, where he is in his career and his ability to now talk about things that – are relevant socially you know relevant and i think it's good to to see an artist take those type of leaps to, to make that type of growth we don't know we have necess- we haven't necessarily seen jay-z do that so an artist at that caliber and level to be able to start making you know more be more of an advocate for things and and kind of like challenge challenge his listeners to grow up with him i think mm-hmm. it's a great thing that's that's to me what the the power of an artist is and, and does and so he's living proof of that and just how he rolled it out you know i think it was great great social social experiment um and partnering you know obviously sprint owns a 30 percent of title and just how he kind of created kind of like a a, a a wall like a firewall like hey you're not getting this this is really exclusive like no yeah. no leaks and yeah. it's exclusive and just drove like the the interest drove the awareness drove the demand i think it's super smart very yeah. smart it's also interesting because i think most people knew and kind of waited that this that for this to be non-exclusive and it to be whatever, but what's interesting to me is how many people, including myself and you, said, "I know it's going to be available in a week or a couple of weeks, but I need it right now." Mm-hmm. And uh, I was one of those people, and so that really also shows the power of, of Jay Z, you know, like the, that he can do that and say that. Uh, the, all right, 
the RIAA. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Recognize your Association of America. I think that's what that is. Already mm-hmm. certified at platinum. Yeah, streams um, though, not sales. Streams. streams. Uh, yeah, but, 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 but so uh, you know, we'll see how this goes. Uh, but now the story here is. Oh, my my text now. I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, growing up, Jay Z is exactly what I want from a forty eight year old Jay Z. Um, I mean, there's no like. I mean, there's, there's, I don't feel like there's any like club bangers or dance songs on it or whatever like that but there but definitely like Chuck D said like what do you expect from a 48 year old to be talking about club records what yeah, club What exactly. club does that exist exactly you know like, it's, I, and I, I agree and I, I think that like but a very mature but everything I, I just really just struck by you know the hypnotic quality of his voice and lyrics also what the, obviously the content of what he's saying is great so it really really makes me zone into like what he's talking about mm-hmm. which is actually something Personal, artful, inter- interpersonal, mm-hmm. educational, mm-hmm. all the above, and then that juxtaposed against whatever No ID is doing, which mm-hmm. is like ridiculous to me. Um, the, I think musically and sonically, it's like it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when I think about some of those songs, specifically the, uh, the story of OJ, mm-hmm. like I literally can't get it out of my head. And I don't mean it like I can't get it out of my head from like the fact that like, I'm humming it over and over again. But something about that mix of uh, Four Women uh, by Nina Simone and, and, and what that song, the, the weight of what that song means, juxtaposed against his sort of what he's talking about in this song. Mm-hmm. The power of those two things mixed, it has this very haunting, hypnotic, like poignant quality mm-hmm. that I just, for the last, I can't stop thinking about it for the last, for like just that song alone. Yeah. And the rest is fantastic. So I, it's, it's really a masterpiece for me. I think it's awesome too. It's, I mean, not to, not to like kill this, this, this topic, but it's the first time um, Jay Z has only gone to one producer for an entire album. Yeah. Usually, usually he'll have multiple producers and musicians working on the album. But he and No ID was a pure collaboration. I think they recorded over 40 songs, I believe. Um, yeah. And yeah, distilled it down to 10, 40, wow. 40 minutes worth of music. And I mean, force. 40 songs, 40 <laughs> minutes. Four, four, four. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I think just the strategy involved in all this. And like I said, again, the social media play, the, the marketing play, all of it was, was, was just perfectly executed. And I mean, now like he's opening up to now, I mean, this story is about now, you know, the other, not even, I don't think Spotify has it yet, but no now Spotify. that Apple Music Apple, has it now. Um, uh, Amazon and yeah. Google Play. Yeah. So yeah, so everyone's gonna be able to get it. So check it out yourself. Uh, in, a, in a competing story, your boy Yeezy uh, has uh, terminated his deal with Title. The, the same that the same time that Jay is released his album and then you know, you know lied it. Yeezy's like, I don't want to do exclusive kill Title Jay, anymore. Kill Jay Z. That line in there for Yeezy. Yeah. What 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 do you think that's about? Is that businesses? Or are, you, are you reading anything to, into that in terms uh, of a personal relationship? That's no, definitely personal. It's definitely personal. I mean. Clearly, they're at odds. Clearly, they're not, you know, you know, throwing back shots with each other anymore, or even in the studio creating anymore. They're not yeah. doing anything. The relationship. Where, where's is, my watch to throw too? Exactly. So I, I think that this. I mean, apparently, um, when Yeezy was doing Pablo and made that an exclusive on Title, um, he he signed a deal that they would give him if if he reached a certain amount of streams, they would give him a million bucks, or a, it was a million and some change, and he never got paid that million bucks. And so he's saying, "Hey, I want to be able to break my severed ties and break the deal. Like you guys didn't pay me, like, or I, I might even sue you. Like even even went that far to say that." So I think it's just interesting that he would make that move when the out al- when Jay Z's album comes out and all this fanfare is high, and of course you know in the song "Kill Jay Z," he had those lines directed towards Kanye. It just feels like this is a major, a major shot. Like, hey, yeah. and and then and then I, I hear that it's actually true. Like, right. like title is in breach of contract. They didn't pay the million bucks. Like. 
That's not a good look. Not a You're good not look. paying artists? <laughs> like, You're not paying artists when their whole thing is like, this is for artists. Exactly. And, and all the preaching you're doing in, in, in songs like, you know, and, you know, and sounds like Smile and, 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 and Story of OJ about sort of like, you know, Man. black wealth. Autonomy. And, and, and freedom. Autonomy right. And like supporting other artists and supporting other people like Puffy and Ciroc. And, and it's how you do Kanye. I don't know. A lot of sides of the story. It'll be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what Kanye has to say about all this. And last note about this: it's yeah. more, more, more of like the, I guess the the business, the marketing, the social element of it. Like, what do you think about? I mean, obviously, Sprint. You know, like a, a telephone carrier investing into a streaming platform, owning a piece of a streaming platform. And like, what do you think about this and the future of this? Do you think other companies will try to do do something similar to this? Do you think Spotify has an angle to partner with a company yeah, like this? Absolutely. Like, yeah, hmm. because I think ultimately all these technology, like all these, what you want. The, the, so you have technology companies, you have communications companies, and then you have uh, entertainment slash broadcasting companies. Right. Mm-hmm. The goal for all these people are to all be one and the same. For Amazon, you want to be all those, and you want to sell shit too. But like. If so, not everyone can be Apple. Apple is a you know, consumer electronics company. They're also a uh, they do everything but the communications end of it. And for Sprint, I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking of like a like a like a I'm sorry like a Comcast who is a is a communications company who now divested himself as an inter, in the entertainment with, with buying NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. Like Sprint wants to do that. Sprint's like I want to do that Comcast. Mm-hmm. Like why can't we own a studio mm-hmm. or why can't we have a streaming service? So I think Sprint's next move would be like oh we may. We may buy Sony. We may buy MGM. Yeah. Maybe Sprint is going to be doing, you know, TV and movies as well as music and streaming. Like mm-hmm. that's where they want to be because they have the distribution base, just like Comcast Cable did. And so, like, do, you, do you think it's do you think it's fair play that because Sprint has ownership entitled that you you can't get certain pieces of content because no. you're not signed up to Sprint? No, and I think that that's where it gets to be weird. Yeah. I think that like that that using those, tw- you know, you know. Pulling those levers or twisting those arms, it gets, I think that that's dangerous from a PR perspective. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to isolate a lot of people, right? Because it feels like you're manipulating the fact that you have this exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's age old marketing play. Hey, if you wanna you wanna hear Jay Z and all the cool people, join Sprint. Yep. Can't hear that shit on Verizon. Yep. Like, I mean, I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing as we're talking about with net neutrality. Exactly. Hey, this you, is exactly you, right. You, you want to watch Game of Thrones? You better sign for Comcast. Yeah. Or like, or like your 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 version is going to be pixelated. <laughs> or, or exactly, be, be like seeing them dragons and uh, Khaleesi's boobies in, in pixelation. Right. Uh, but the other thing is, uh, and last but not least, the, the one that the biggest, you know, uh, most egregious use of this as a Dodger fan is what Time Warner's done done with the Dodgers. You know, like if you Spectrum are, brother, I'm sorry, what <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> Time Warner Spectrum has done with the Dodgers. If you don't sign up for their cable service, and, you and can't the Lakers, watch the Dodgers. And, and the, the Lakers. Lakers. So yeah. here in LA, yeah. like you got DirecTV, you got you got you know uh, AT and T. Hope you're not a Dodger or Laker fan. Yeah. Too bad. That's that's more similar. That's that, more similar. That is so. I don't know. That, I, I that just. I don't know how, the, but they, they, you know, this is the corporate way. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna bully their way in there, and we have to either bend or. So you're saying, or Jay-Z's, you're saying Jay Z's the bully? I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Either, 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 either revolt or or or, or fall in line. Um, we're at times. So I want to just run through these last few, few companies. Uh, la, la, a couple of stories. I want to do Spider Man story, and I want to uh, maybe I'm going to skip the GE Healthcare. But I what? <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming is coming out today, and we're really excited about that. It's just there's, there's a few scenes in the trailer that you're not going to see. This is a long, 
uh, a trend that you seem to see, like what happens happened in uh, Rogue One, happened mm-hmm. a lot of movies where you see all these scenes in the trailers you're really excited about, and then they don't show up. There's one scene in particular with Tony Stark and Spider Man flying together. I guess that's not in the movie, but right. it's just more of a thing in the marketing to get people to know that hey, this is we're, we're bridging Marvel and Spider Man. Uh, so, what, what do you think about using images and things to sell a movie to get you come to the theater that think aren't in the movie? I think it's great. I, I don't. Oh, you're think, fine with that. I think it's great because they're marketing materials, and you want right. to be able to. You know, promote the product in the best way, and like, the, I mean, if I'm promoting milk, like, yeah, should I give you a, a sample of the milk? Like, yeah. no, it's a milk carton, right? So I could put whatever I want on the milk carton, or if it's a Wheaties, bo- Wheaties right. box, I'm gonna put Michael Jordan on there. Doesn't mean right. that it's really gonna make you play like Michael Jordan, right? Like, I, and but I think it's it's fine because it gives the the trailer maker more creativity, and I feel like I feel like I don't want to see everything in the trailer. Yeah, like don't don't give me the hottest clips. Like, I don't want to see that either. Yeah, so but, but the fact that it'd be like stuff like if like if, if I was gonna do a movie right now, it's a bad example with uh uh with Denzel, like Denzel and Colin Farrell doing a movie right now, and then let's say they have, don't have any scenes together. Uh-huh. If I shot a scene special with them going face to face, nose to nose, and I put that in the trailer, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see the scene where they go nose to nose, and it's not in there. I'm I think just that, saying, hey, I'm trying to market the movie. I think that's different because as it relates to the MCU, like it's 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 a part it's a part of the universe that you can. You know that Spider Man and Iron Man are gonna fly together. You that's in the comics. Like they they're gonna work together in some capacity. So maybe that's not in this movie, but you know that that's feasible. Like versus your example, that that's not even feasible if if the movie doesn't allow for that. But I feel like like with Civil War, they were flying together. They were yeah. they did have scenes together. So I, know, I think but, that's fair. Well, that's I mean, fair. Like, the, we, like you don't see this on screen, but we we have to imagine at some point they're flying together. So this is a scene that we. So because they're flying together in the trailer, it makes me want to go see the movie. And because I don't see that now, I hate the movie. No, I hate the movie, but I'm like, where's that scene? That looked dope. Look on the trailer. <laughs> and, and not only that, it's, it's in all the posters. Okay. It's in the posters with okay. Iron Man flying and like he's, anyway, whatever. It's it's, 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 it's an interesting debate and how misleading it is or isn't versus marketing tools versus actual intellectual property. And I guess, look, yeah. once you turn, as you, as we know, once you turn in your, you know, your, your thing you've made, like there's a whole other department that comes in and says, this is great. How can we sell it? And they may cut up something totally different. And they just might, to sell that, it. that process might already be going before the movie's even done. Yeah, of course. Like, especially with the Marvel that, movies. That happens. So. That, that happens often. So, uh, anyway, this is interesting. Uh, we'll see how that how that plays out. Uh, really quick, I just want to give a shout out to our, 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 our girl, Ava DuVernay. She's got this deal with F- Netflix. She's bringing a five part series to Netflix. Is it five part? Yeah, five part series on the Central Park Five mm-hmm. that she wrote and directed, which is dope. Like, she wrote and When does she have time to do that, no, by the way? Writing and directing. Oh, writing and directing. She, that she's going to write and direct it because she's like so busy doing so much stuff but like this is very interesting because of you know i've said for people who don't know central park five um there's a a, a group young group of uh black men who got accused of of brutally sort of raping this this young woman and uh everyone it was a very sort of like racialized thing like a pack of young black men are roaming around all over central park raping white women and it was made famous by our president donald trump who came out so they should be executed they should be executed and have put a full page ad out and to these people and then of course it turns out dna evidence dna evidence proved years later after they were in jail right and these were these weren't men these were young boys young boys young adults they never proved that it actually was not them and uh yeah they're exonerated but you know a lot of people still the damage was done in terms of like how you know young these young black men and and all black men were portrayed at the time right damage was done that uh our 
uh, then then uh, real estate mogul now President Donald Trump has still to this day never apologized for that, never publicly apologized, and when that pushed on it and said he doubles down on it. Yeah, I still think. Else. Yeah. So I think it's a relevant story. It's interesting, and I'm glad it's coming out in 2019. I think it's relevant because it's a great follow up to you know her her documentary like award nominated 13th. documentary for 13th, uh-huh. which is on Netflix. To be able to have this as the follow up, I think is pretty cool. I'm not sure if this is scripted or if this is like a documentary. So but, this is written and directed, but I guess that doesn't mean it. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's. I, 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 I would assume that it's scripted. Assume it's scripted, but it also says that each episode is about each of the of yeah. the boys, each of the men. So and maybe the fifth one is how they come together. That'd be that'd be interesting. We'll see. We'll see it conceptually. Uh, last but not least, this is really incredibly dope, smart, poignant, lovely, wonderful Lego campaign that's been floating around in Prince Kip festivals in Cannes. It's basically Lego. We build the future. It shows these really young, adorable kids inside these Legos making things like astronauts and 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 and, and, and rock stars and fire people and it's it's kids of all all different sort of races and creeds and it is just really really marvelously executed and um, and conceived and I just want to give a shout out to it. I think I think it's dope. Yeah, yeah. super dope. I mean, yeah. and I think this this is where you know advertising you know gets has the chance to, to make a, a huge cultural statement and this this is perfect blend of creativity and storytelling and i just love the concept like you know you your dreams like you become you become your dream you know and the fact that you're creating you're creating with these lego blocks and you're creating what you want to be like that's that's just an awesome symbolic powerful statement and um it's inspirational i think it's dope yeah anyway that's it that's all we got uh, I'm trying to see Spider-Man tonight. Um, listen to more four four four. What about you? Yeah, man. I just want the a quick a quick add-ons that um, Stan Lee's wife died today, I believe. Oh yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah uh, oh, it's today. Oh, it's today. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm mistaken. I, I think I think it was yesterday because oh. it came. It through. was yesterday. Okay. Yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they they're married for seventy or oh, sixty nine years. This this would have been their seventieth year of marriage. They got married in nineteen forty seven. Didn't quite make it to their wedding anniversary, but so sixty nine, almost seventy years of marriage. They've been right. married longer than my mother's been alive. They got married the, the year my mother was born. Sorry to out your mom. So seventy. But uh, yeah, that's that's incredible. And uh, you know, Stanley means a lot to the Marvel universe, as does his to, to the creative cultural universe, I should say. Yeah. Um, super progressive guy, and his and, and his wife was the same. I mean, obviously, they're champion so many things and in the 60s and then civil rights and equality and also like bringing uh you know characters we haven't seen to the screen of multiple 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 uh, genders and race and although he had some sort of questionable things in the 60s but like you know the heart wasn't always in the right place and they always seemed at the forefront of that and i guess she'll be missed that's all I gotta say about that. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks for taking that one. <laughs> no, I, I, no I, I, it's all good. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, R.I.P. Baby. I don't know. You, you said she died. I'm like, yeah. Here's a eulogy. <laughs> right. Pretty much. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Let's go, baby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah. Uh, Where can they find you, man? Um, you know, uh, at Joe K. Braswell. <laughs> Now I draw a blank. They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine. And that's it. We will be back next week with more Geek Nerd Tech. We'll see you soon. Booyah! From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live. 
the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.